Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and uh, Alan Cochran. Do not text the show, please, because we're not live. But you can follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. Ah, Good morning, uh, morning, Jim. Morning, Peter. Morning. Morning, morning Richie. Uh, yeah, um, it's... Uh, as, as you may know, regular um, readers, that we uh, we, I, we can't actually see each other. We're we're in our respective homes. Um, but if you're going to broadcast from your home, do it um, on audio. Is my uh, yeah. that's my hint. <laughs> Don't be one of those people in the sort of bad quality Zoom things on the news. Sick of yeah. it now. Oh, I hate those. Can't we <laughs> animate grey filter? Animated. Couldn't they have puppets in the studio and move it like with their voices on? Yeah, surely they could just. You know that thing that uh, Apple phones do, where you put up a still picture and then when you scroll to it, it just slightly moves. Surely just a still picture and they could make the movement happen. Yeah, all those um, animoji things, like when you can get you get yes. a fox that talks in your voice. I'd be, I'd be very happy to hear the astronomer royal Sounds as say a, a, an otter. Talking about the planet. Robert That'd Peston as a unicorn. Lovely. Oh, Robert Peston. <laughs> I still like him. He'd be played by Jeff Goldblum yes. in the oh, uh, yes. in the movie. Very good. They've both got that very strange intonation. So, um, I, I, Frank, I can I just I add I... to that? Oh, is Laura yeah. Kunisberg, um, Jodie oh, Foster, yeah. maybe? Oh yeah. oh yeah, maybe. Okay, thank you. Good. Your witness. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm all right there. And um, Adam Bolton, maybe Jabba the Hot. <laughs> so um, we, I didn't. I tell you what, I didn't do on um, on Thursday night. I didn't um, applaud for the no. NHS. It seems I don't think anyone did in my road. I think it's, it's one of the. Yeah, but it was never really official, official that it was finished. It was just a slight rumour that it was finished. And it was like people were really keen for it to end. And as soon as they thought, oh, God, we're off. Yeah. Because mm. I don't think people have stopped caring anymore. I just think, you know, it's every week. Yes. <laughs> There's a bit of that going on. It's tough, though, because presumably you two as professional stand-up comics know that the sound of no hands clapping is tough when you've heard it regularly. Yeah. Well, so I I'm just saying I feel for the NHS because I yeah. don't want them to think we suddenly think, you know what, I'm a bit over you. Yeah, I gonna... think they're probably over it, aren't they? I think they know now. They know that we love them and they probably just don't need it anymore. The way I'm that when you've sure. been in a long-term relationship, your, yeah. <laughs> you know when, like, um, you never, ever say nice things to each other anymore. That You know that stage, when that stage comes in. It, it, That's it, what it's, we're at. Yeah, I think it's there. But it, <laughs> what I, about it this week, very... Frank? I told you Kath had said lovely things behind your back, which was nice. Yeah, what about that? That is good. My, my partner's been saying stuff about me behind my back, which is nice. That's I suppose it. Whereas to my face... So mm. um, anyway, I miss it. I must admit, it was ten weeks, and I got—I was moved by it every week. So it, it, it was brilliant. I was always look back on it with affection. But it's one of the most efficient removals of a regular activity <laughs> I have ever known. I didn't even hear anyone in the street go nothing. I mean, nothing. from applause to silence. God, that—that's <laughs> that's the title of my uh, third <laughs> memoir. <laughs> But really, I mean, so efficient. The collective unconscious decision, in a sense, you know, that we all yeah. obeyed that. Yeah, it was amazing. I thought, that I thought the person that had kickstarted it had said that they were over it and that they thought it should be done annually now. They did, they did yeah. say that. But, I mean, you know, yeah. that, just because they started it didn't mean yeah. that they got to decide. But anyway, it was, it was um, sodden and complete <laughs> in our road. So, look, how are we going to get rid of International Women's Day? <laughs> God, it was a joke for goodness sake. <laughs> well, anyway, eight twelve fifth. No, no, don't text. No, we're not, we're not live. Don't text it. <laughs> what about, what about, we would not have that as a text in. That would be the oh, end. They're so gonna text in. 
They won't. If they do, we won't read them out. So there. <laughs> I might bring about a, an award, um, which we, we've never really given awards on the show, but um, I would, uh, this week, I would like to officially begin and award the Gary Barlow Phoenix from the Ashes um, award, oh, named yeah. after Gary Barlow, of course, a man whose career was utterly desolate wasteland, <laughs> and wow. then who came back to superstardom. I mean, incredible. I don't think right. anyone thought there was a way back. Can I say, <laughs> Gary, you're an inspiration uh, to us all. Um, and I'd like to um, award the Gary Barlow Phoenix from the Ashes Award to mm. uh, Ibuprofen, who um, at the beginning of the coronavirus thing was absolutely slammed. It was, that's if you right. walk past the shop, that's... Yes. Can I say, can I just have a, a, a small footnote here? If this was written, I would, I would put a number and then we'd go down to the bottom of the page. I called it ibuprofen for many years. And well, I'm yes, sure... Yes, say Star Wars, fan. No, but so I think I've respect. heard medical people oh, call it ibuprofen. Is it... Really? To you, is it, is it a completely new... Variation. Okay, let's say how we... T- I'd say ibuprofen. Alan Cochran. I would say ibuprofen. But no, hold on, isn't it ibrew? Ibuprofen. No, that's iron brew, it? Frank. No, isn't there an R? Isn't it ibuprofen? No, I thought it was ibu. Oh, well, anyway. I'm with Descartes on this. At the beginning... They're doing at the well beginning. out of free advertising anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get freebies sent, Frank. At the beginning of the new normal... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, merch. I yeah. brew profane merch. <laughs> imagine, um, Frank, imagine if you posed and I saw paparazzi pictures of you posing yeah. in a very obvious way with ibuprofen. Th- th- this could like a... give you a headache. <laughs> yeah. But a sort of white sailor hat that when you look closer is actually a large version of the actual tablet itself. <laughs> I'd love that. Anyway, it's now apparently being used um, on people who've got... Um, I still call it coronavirus. I know everyone else calls it COVID-19 now, but, um, you know, I'm a traditionalist in these matters. What a fantastic turnaround, though. I, I thought they'd be laying people off. The company was finished. You know, they've got yeah. such bad press. They've bounced back. So well done, you. Perfect. Um, <laughs> if you're listening. And uh, don't send me any free stuff. Um, I, no. I think it should go to people who need it. What about that? Yeah. For a bit of selflessness. <laughs> I, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I had another, uh, I had a fabulous surprise this week. Oh, go on. I mean, I did not see it coming. And yeah. as, as gifts go. Okay. May the 31st. Yeah. That was it. You didn't see it coming? I was oh. absolutely convinced there was oh. 30 days in May. Utterly oh. convinced. Um, yes. And when I woke up and... Because I was working, I had to write something by a certain date. And then I woke up and blow me... It will don't in the current climate, but... Um, <laughs> it, don't ever. I had, I had an extra day. I mean, who knew? May the 31st. And it's because, of, of course, of um, the worst ever mnemonic of all time. A mnemonic, yes. our regular readers will know, is a, something that helps you to remember things. And I've always felt, um, and I'll come back to this, um, that one of the worst ever is the old 30 days half September um, cliché. Um, we were we were talking about um, the popular mnemonic, which is a great word I've always thought. Uh, Thirty days half September, which is to help people obviously remember how many days there are in the months. Um, you say which, you say popular, but you didn't sound like you were a fan of it. I don't like it. I think I don't. It, it it starts badly and gets worse. Would be my description. Yeah, oh, I mean Frank Skinner contrarianism. I smell a coming. No, <laughs> Thirty days half September. Okay, yeah. is, is this is is fine? The, Good start, solid again. start. Set up. I can see with that. April, June, and November. Am I right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I always say May, now, Frank. So, you know. Yeah. Well, how do you remember April, June? Exactly that. It should have mm. some sort of rhyme that, that sticks with you, it's, that helps you to get there. And also, of course, it couldn't even be November. It could be December, which also rises September. It's got, I'm already picking holes in it. And then it goes into what I would call the middle eight of 30 days <laughs> of September, <laughs> where it says, except February, which has 28 days clear. And I think, what do you mean, clear? Is there some yeah. dispute about the other <laughs> days? They're not quite visible, but as far as we can tell mm. in this light... I love this. We're right about those days. Frank, this is like angry poetry podcast. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed it's to just, celebratory. The mnemonics are supposed to help people to remember. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the fact that I didn't know there was 31 days in May um, shows that this, this fails. Can I just well, say something? There is a line which says, all the rest have 31, Frank, which you... Yes. I don't know whether you've intentionally avoided it, but I would agree with you that... It's it haunts me the end of that, where they just say, except the leap year comes once, giving February another day, and then it's just all like you haven't finished your homework and you've hurried it. It's so well, inelegant. It's, it's, it's um, February that has twenty eight days clear or twenty nine each leap year. Is how it mm. ends. I'm not happy with it. Anyway, yeah. it didn't um, it didn't work for me? Oh God, sorry. Siri started um, explaining <laughs> the days in the year to me. <laughs> Mind your own business. Um, ooh, no need for that. Um, Are you a fan, Alan, of 30 days half September? I'm not even a fan of the calendar right now. I don't know why we're bothering knowing what day of the year it is at all. I think we no, could you're just, right. It was a waste restart. of money, was it? The 2020 <laughs> calendar will, be, will go down as one of the worst buys I mean, oh, in yeah. history. <laughs> Given that time is itself only a relative concept, I feel like we oh. should be allowed to just play with it. So we could just reopen after lockdown and go, OK, it's March the 29th. Go. Mm. See how it is. Like, see what we've missed. A bit like they were talking about doing with the football season. Yeah. yeah. Just moving it back a bit or forward. Yeah, I <laughs> think not? that. Well, I'm fine with it. Maybe we're too rigid on the whole thing. Did I the tell extra you, day, of, though, is great. Oh, by the way, if it, I would love to know from any of our um, readers what is the worst ever mnemonic in their opinion. <laughs> I'm I'm mooting thirty <laughs> days half September, but if anyone can think of one that's worse than that, I mean, um, I'm not a, a massive fan of. Well, my dad, I, I mean, he, I must have told you this before. He had. Not one mnemonic, but two, two mnemonics, right? So, mm. I mean, absolute belt and braces <laughs> approach <laughs> to something which nobody needs to remember. And I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what it was um, after this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've actually had the audacity to put up um, a tweet that says, what is the worst ever mnemonic? I yes. love it. And yes. uh, we've already had a reply, I think. We have. Well, we're doing this, we should say, we're doing this while we record the show because we want to see what people have to say. And Harry Streaker, Frank, has uh, Harry been Streaker, in touch. yeah. I, I don't know whether that's nominative determinism. I hope not. Um, he says, can't remember. Very good. I mean, let's, I'm glad we've got that out of the way early. To me... <laughs> Getting, what's the worst mnemonic someone's saying can't remember? is like getting the hard bit out of the end of a moisturiser tube that you haven't used for a long time. Once you get that pellet at the end, then the rest of the moisturiser is fine, just like the moisturiser. It's just like the, you know, it was in the original days. But you've got to get that hard pellet out. Yeah. Um, yeah. My dad's, my dad's a mnemonic. He had two mnemonic for anything, for, mm. you know, when... Um, like Columbus discovering America, if he did that, um, you may know is um, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That mm-hmm. is quite a big event in history. Still only gets one mnemonic that I know of. My dad had two mnemonics to help people remember the spelling of the word contents. Oh, go on. Now, there are many things. There are many things going on here. First of all, 
people um, rarely write contents. And also, it's a really easy, spelt yeah. like you say it word. Mm. There's no yes. tricky bits. There's not he like a had, silent letter in um, there. <laughs> no, none of that. Who what? needs? Who needs any to have two? Not only did he have two, but one covered it in its normal um, spelling, and the other one co- covered it in reverse. <laughs> so he had, he had um, cows ought not to eat nasty turnip skins, as to help you to remember how to spell contents, and then coming back from there, school time never ends till nine o'clock. Oh. Why would you Double need that? Double whammy. I, I don't know. I don't know where he got it from. I doubt it was his own invention. Education was different in those. It sounds, more, it sounds more like it was a little parlour game that he enjoyed the performance of than an actual useful mm. tool for writing contents. Well, he delivered it to me as this is how to remember to spell contents. <laughs> And did you say, um, I'm good, actually, Dad? I, I know yeah, I'm yeah, that some years no, ago. No, you're all right. <laughs> did you say, uh, have you got anything to help me spell the word mnemonic? Because that's yeah. trickier than content. I Try, just we, tried we, to uh, to pronounce the uh, the M in... at the Because mnemonic, as, as you'll all know, is M-N-E-M and O-N-I-C. Mm. And the M-N at the beginning, I just had a go out loud of pronouncing the M... And it's almost impossible to pronounce the M at the beginning yeah. of mnemonic without following it with do 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 do. I find the same when I'm saying yeah. Steve McManaman. Yeah. Um, what, Frank, what, we've had some outside world in, by the way, regarding mnemonics already. Quite oh, a yeah. few. We've had um, someone is citing you are asking for the worst ones, and Dr. Rob Croton says if it counts, the divorced, beheaded, died Henry VIII sequence, because one, it doesn't help you learn who they were; two, it fails to mention it was married for twenty-four years, divorced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't get you past paragraph one of a GCSE exam answer. No, there's little in the Good way points. of timeline. Yeah. And also, it's um, a casual use of uh, violent terminology that I don't think we want to encourage in the young. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So has, um, has Twitter twitched? Yes, we've, we've had our readers. Oh, they're good, our readers. They're on it with the mnemonics, Frank. They know. We've had uh, Miss Louisa Kate says, my very energetic mother just served us nice pizza. I believe that's the planets, isn't it? Oh, Mars, Mars, Venus, Earth, Mother, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus. um, Either that or it's just a coincidental lockdown anecdote. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that would be great if she'd actually said that, but also without her knowing it was the planet. Is it the planets in order? Does that sound possibly? You want them in order, don't you? Don't want them. They're no. rubbish. If they're Pluto confuses things, doesn't it? Because is, it's a dwarf it's now, isn't it? Dwarf, oh, okay. Technically a dwarf planet. Okay? Body shamed. So. You can't say. I think yeah, it's an astro- astronomical term. It's in up a, there with a... Uranus. It lives in a. It lives in a world of its own. Yes, that's very Separate acceptable from, to say. From, um, John, you keep that out of this. <laughs> okay, uh, John. John Russell has tweeted us some mnemonics, and I have to say, I'm going to leave it to you, you gentlemen, to work these ones out. I can't fill my pretty little head with these. Um, <laughs> when will his stupid head remember having had help? And then he's got eclipsing every reasoning, harassing, hazy, egotive method. I mean, that's going to take us a while, John, I'm afraid, mate. There's a lot of W's. Yeah. Do you think he's just an avant-garde poet (laughs) who is trying to get on my poetry podcast? Is he having a funny turn? Is he having a bit of one of his turns? Yeah, I imagine Samaritans get messages like this every day of the week. He might have just sat on his phone. We don't know. Oh, God, that's another thing, yeah. Oh, Siri, God. is it from Siri? <laughs> yeah. Does We've Siri also got, I have to say, though, I shouldn't laugh, that's a sort of postcard my father would have sent me and my sister. That's a sort of... Con- um, I'd love to know, though, I, I, would, I would love to know what those... Someone on Twitter will ask him what that means. And if, if he explains, yes. I'd love to know, because they might be absolute life changes. 
Well, yeah, exactly. And this one is a bit of a life changer for me, which is from uh, Paul's Quiz. I don't know if he's changed his name by deed, Paul, or it's Paul Mm. Sinner or something. I don't know. But it's uh, when Jeff left home, Jack got fat. Any of you boys care to guess what that might be a mnemonic for? So we've got W-J-L-H-J-G-F. We might be here a while and we want people to tune out. So... I'll give you a clue. The first one is uh, Washington. Oh, American oh, presidents. Jefferson, Lincoln, Hamilton, Jackson, Grant, Franklin. That's good. I mean, I don't think they're in order, though. I'm not quite well, sure. Not. Well, are they, they're Frank? Complete. I don't think. Well, I've always thought they were completely out of order. That would still be a <laughs> British colony. <laughs> I'm with King George on this one. I loved that I went I went to see Hamilton and the only character I really liked in it was King George. <laughs> the very opposite of what they're trying to get across. What's the best mnemonic then? Oh. Because some of them have really been helpful to me. When I uh, made an attempt at learning music, every good mm. boy deserves favour. I found... Oh, me too. ...absolutely vital. Well, I'm, and... I'm 45 years old and I still think... Naughty elephants squirt water to do north, east, south, west. You do not. I do. <laughs> I do. To remember what order they're in. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. It's clockwise, isn't it? Naughty elephants squirt water. I'm doing it now. I just, I just think East Anglia, and then I know where, <laughs> where, where the east is and the west. I, um, you know, you get, you just get there eventually. Um, Rachel uh, Pillinger, Frank, just so you know, has tweeted us. Um, She's from Birmingham and she says, we had rinse out your gin bottles in Vim at my Birmingham school, which is an alternative to Richard of York gave battle in vain, I presume. A Birmingham alternative for gin bottles and Vim. Which stands for what? That's the rainbow colours, isn't it? I believe. Oh, is is it? Okay. I may be wrong. What? What's her name? Yeah, again? Violet Indigo Blue. Her name is Rachel Pillinger. Isn't that what the Vikings were famous for? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We are not live, so don't text the show. But you can follow us, and many are at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website, of course. Of course. So, um, as, I've, uh, as I said earlier, we can't actually see each other. We're in our um, respective homes. I don't really... I saw Emily last week, the first time for a very long time. But, mm. Al, I mean, because you're up in Manchester, it's been... What are you... How are you? Well, exactly. <laughs> what are we, you doing? If, if we lived near each what other, have we, you could been up to? For, we could go for what I like to call in WhatsApp uh, SDDW, a socially distanced dog walk, which yeah. I've oh. been doing occasionally with my friend Graham. Um, what you need I've, is uh, a mnemonic for that. <laughs> yeah. I've also been um, doing a bit of homeschooling. Um, it, it's It's not always great, but... It did throw up a curious moment the other day where my son was using the mouse on the computer and I don't know why, but I compared it to the ones at school and he said, oh, no, the mice at school are different. And we both looked at each other (laughs) and thought, hang on, is the plural of computer mouses mice? Yes. That's a good question. This is my question. Yes. I, want, I need to know the would answer. You buy, because... Would you go go online and buy two computer mice? Well, what would you ask for in the store? I'd say, hello, I'd like to buy a couple of mice, please. I mean, you'd see it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it, it say, feels really weird, computer. It? I'd say I'll have a computer mouse, please. I'll tell you what, <laughs> make it two. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, it feels really... A, a it feels really I'm... clunky to talk about the school mice or computer mice yeah. more than mouses. Well, I often wondered about this. Uh, say when Donald and Daisy Doc were having a dinner party and Mickey oh, yeah. and Minnie, did they say the mice are coming over tonight? Which sounds a bit <laughs> sounds a bit wrong to me. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> or did they say the mouse? The mouse is a. Yeah. Uh, coming up. And the other problem, of course, is that Mickey and Minnie aren't married. So oh. would it be right? They just happen to have the same surname. And oh, only I, partially clothed, which I don't like at a dinner party myself. But each well, their own. come off it. Um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you proved. No, but it's, what would you say? <laughs> the mouses are coming over. Even if it was human beings, if you had two friends that happened coincidentally to have the surname, Say the, they both were called Jackson. You wouldn't say the Jacksons are coming over unless they were married, I don't think, or related. Good point. Another, oh, um, uh... another moment of linguistic confusion that I've been having recently is since lockdown, everyone's been doing these Zoom family quizzes, haven't they? People are getting involved. Yes. And, and I, I haven't been invited, possibly, because of my um, temperament mm. and, uh, and just general demeanour. But I also had a massive misunderstanding where I thought the quiz part and the family part were together. So I thought it was a family quiz, like a quiz about the family that are all on the Zoom chat. So I was thinking the questions were stuff like, what regiment was Uncle Frank in in the Boer War? (laughs) And it turns out it's just a quiz amongst lots of people. So I think I'd stand a better chance in it now because I didn't realise, but I thought you had to have listened to your family for a lot of years and... I you know what, though? Claim. I think you're fit. I think for years, the people who make Who Do You Think You Are have been wondering how they could <laughs> tour it as a theatre show. <laughs> and I think you have just cracked it. You do it as a quiz. <laughs> and uh, you could do it as a local, you could do a regional um, questions about the history of the region to get wherever yeah. you were playing at that time. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, all, it's all there. We do, as I said before, we do pointless um, once a fortnight. We have a, a Zoom pointless, uh, and it it ten it's we've found now there is a theme, and that is that me and Kath start brilliantly and then crumble towards the end. And the other week we were sailing ahead, and I thought, this is it, this is it, we've got it. And then at the eleventh hour, we got name cast members from the film Mamma Mia. Oh. And we utterly. I'd have been I took all over a random. That. I had a random guess at uh, Robert Bathurst, but Bath, a cold Yeah, it just felt like he ought to have been. And what was the casting <laughs> director thinking of? Was my thought when they told me that was a that was a um, hundred score. Surely, if, if you don't get Bathurst in Mamma Mia, why even bother make it? Frank Skinner. Any uh, any mnemonic news? Oh, I like mnemonic news. Yes. That'd be I'd good. So you that. could remember the news stories. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always had... want to, but... No, that's true. Well, Chris Williams was taught a mnemonic, which was sailors often have curly auburn hair to offer attraction for sine and cosine formula by my dear old maths Goodness. teacher... Mr. Morris in the 1970s. Wow. You see, those are things I don't want to remember. Is there a method, is there a method of forgetting everything I learnt in maths and science at school? Because occasionally I will have cosine and tangent come to me and it just it makes me feel um, unsettled. Oh, I don't, I don't even know cosine and tangent. This is perhaps why I'm I don't know what so it means. badly as a homeschooling teacher. <laughs> mm. I've, I have no idea what it means. I just use, I sometimes use it as character names oh. in, my, in my unpublished novels. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cosine. Oh, yeah. Jeff Cosine, oh, that's um, a good was, name, Frank. I Jeff love Cosine that. Jeff Cosine was, uh, he was a vampire in my first, uh, in my first book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've also had, um, we've had some other ones as well, um, which is from Chris Holton. And I, I would put this in a similar category. Do you remember your, you were saying that your dad, Frank, uh, had a mnemonic for the word uh, content? Content. Oh, content. I said content. content. But you, no, content. Yeah. No, no. It, uh, but, but content or content, I could see. Mm. But when it's at the beginning of the book, no one yes. would call that content. No, this is true. No. Um, Chris Holton has one which I'd put in a similar category, which is that it's a um, mnemonic for the word because, which is oh. big big elephants can't always use small exits. My children use that. 
Oh, do they? For because. Okay. Yes. Well, that's because their dad uses an elephant mnemonic to remember the points of the compass. <laughs> yeah, we're an elephant-obsessed family. I should have told you that. Is it because? Is there so many elephant mnemonics because they are synonymous with having a good memory? Exactly. Oh, yes. Don't ask that on Twitter. You could break, you could break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like that picture of um, Thingy's bomb. What's her name? Um, Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Oh, Kim Kardashian, yeah. Thingy's good. You know, not being able to remember her name makes me as proud as not knowing any of the cast of Mamma Mia. <laughs> Thingy is great. But let's have one Frank... more mnemonic. Let's have well, one, we've let's got, one uh, more for now. We've got a few more. We've got uh, Roger has guitar strings. Eat a Roger donut, get has... big ears. Oh, I see. No, that's I... not the mnemonic. <laughs> Roger, Roger has, has contacted us. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> we think everything's a mnemonic now. Roger has guitar strings. No. I really <laughs> thought that was one. <laughs> Roger has contacted us with the mnemonic. Eat a donut, get big ears. To remember guitar strings. Oh. E-A-D-G-B-E. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Any guitar Don't players? Sounds right. Ears. Yeah, okay. sounds right. I play ukulele and um, what people say when they play the strings is my dog has fleas and um, it is not the initials of the strings. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. it's to remember what they're supposed to sound like. But I'm teaching Buzz ukulele at the moment, and he said, why not good cats eat apples? And mm. um, it's, it's got everything. It helps <laughs> you to remember the names of the strings, and it works as a little song. So you can have that. And it reminds you <laughs> to it, feed the cat. Yeah. <laughs> not they won't eat apples, I find, generally. <laughs> um, uh, well, would, would they eat an apple a cat if, 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 if it had nothing else? They eat anything, those that's things. That's fine. That's an experiment yeah. if anyone wants to try at home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it a month. Should we give it a month? No. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, what, what's the word on the street, as they used to say? Well, you, uh, you started one of your um, wide, wide appeal textings last week by uh, discussing working class ornaments that you had enjoyed and that uh, you don't always see. Um, yes, I gave the example of the, um, the, the China mouse um, praying and begging for mercy in a large brandy glass with a China cat that used to hook on the top of it by its front paws. It was a real masterpiece, I must say. <laughs> Well, we've had many, many replies uh, with various ones, but one that caught my eye was uh, Roz Jenkowski, who says, Toby jugs, thimbles, spoons and horse brasses, but nothing beats 40 miniatures stacked in a display cabinet. Um, and I, 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 I remember all of those things in, in, in houses, particularly horse brasses. They were really popular. See, I think mm. of them in, in pubs. More than in, uh, we maybe we weren't grand enough for those. Yeah, oh. my background is really grand. You're right. Put yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked Al as well. Emily Jane Smith got in touch, who sounds like a sort of, I love the sound of her, sounds like she writes detective novels. She says, I loved my Nana's collection of ornamental onyx, lighter, <laughs> of course lighter, oh, yeah, of letter course. knife, mm, yeah. trinket box, and wait for it, egg. Oh, all arranged, yes. oh, the onyx egg. The onyx egg, all arranged, Frank, next to the telephone on a nest of tables. She was the first in the row to have a phone. So when the neighbours borrowed it, the display of grandeur was theirs to envy. You see, ours was a Mrs Morgan across the road. <laughs> across our road, well, there were private houses. They, they were owned oh, by yeah. the people that lived in them. So Mrs Morgan had a phone. I have to say, I don't know if she cursed us <laughs> when the door closed, but she was very, very helpful if we needed, you know, because people only went there for emergencies. Mm -hmm. And she never charged or anything like that. She would, she would let people good. from the council houses go into a private home and use the phone. That's great. Um, yeah. I think we, all, we could always hear the kettle boiling as we left, knowing that she was going to pour boiling water over the mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless. 
I love the onyx, though. I'd forgotten those, Frank. People loved and, a bit of onyx. Yeah, and also when you say cigarette lighter, I, I, I'm mm. reminded of those. Um, you used to get a, uh, an ashtray on a stand. Yes. Uh, on a single leg. And then you used to press down on the top of it and two <laughs> little doors would open. <laughs> For the cigarette ends to go in. It was like that bit that, that Thunderbird 1 comes out of. Um, it was like, it, don't no offence, but it was like a Doctor Who weapon. You know, that's the sort of technology they used, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's happy about this. No, no. It was... Uh, oh, God, do people... I don't suppose people have ashtrays anymore. I think no. the thing to start is an ashtray museum. Um because they will be look, they'll be looked back on as absolute strange, weird things from the past. The 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 way we might look on a a, a thing that uh, gets riding boots off, you know those. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, also, yeah, boys, E and H with an A I T C H says bullfighting poster with your granddad's name on it as the bullfighter. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, you that, do. That one it's escaped me. <laughs> Al, do you remember that? I don't, but they sound fantastic. There was a thing of newspaper headlines with people's yes. names and their yeah, picture. Yeah, similar really, to that. In, in the days when photoshopping was basically <laughs> the sort of scrapbook technology. <laughs> Far, far be it that this show should ever be uh, accused of being self-indulgent, but uh, I'd, I'd love to hear. If we've got any more working-class ornaments, I do. It is a joyous thing. A lot of people have to say in Birmingham, and I'm not sure this happened in other parts of the country, um, in, in the elephant, say, or the squirt, but um, they... Uh, I, was, I was referring back to Al. So. Yeah. I got mm. it. Come on. Okay. Um, I uh, just in case anyone panicked, I um, a lot of people used to have a seashell. Oh, on yes. the shelf. Definitely. And I wondered if it was because it was in Birmingham. The sea was such an exotic, <laughs> far away place. I mean, it'd be like having moon rock on yeah. On, yeah. on your shelf now. No, and a, can... a sh oh man, a, sh a seashell was such a big. And that thing of holding it up deal. to your ear, you know that, so you could hear the sea. Oh you know yes, that? I they, do know. They were um, they were certainly not just a Birmingham thing because I remember those in houses in Glasgow when I was visiting them as a kid. So it's definitely. Yes. We've had a few those... people message and mention whimsies. Anyone for a yes. whimsy? Uh, everyone seemed to have whimsies, whimsicals, basically a unit with tiny animal things on them. I do not know what that is referring to. Do you guys? Yes, I ha I remember whimsies. I think I they were slightly. The term. People were... having tiny animal things certainly. They were they were miniature. You know, it's part of that sort of um, small ceramic animals, which seemed to be a very seventies thing. We've also got Walsh. Can I says... say? Can I say there was a slightly cheaper version of that? <laughs> yeah. People used to use as ornaments <laughs> things which were clearly made as children's <laughs> toys, and that was. There was those animals where if you pressed underneath the base, they collapsed. Do you remember those things? They were like yeah. had elastic threaded through yeah, them. Yeah. People would have like those, like the giraffe of that, as if it was some sort of beautiful <laughs> ornament. Absolute rubbish. Well, they adding were great, to that, they were great for collapsing. Uh, adding to that, collapse. Pat Bostow, Frank, on a similar theme, says, "I forgot about dolls in tubes. Dolls in tubes were a big oh, thing yes. back then." Yes. Um, is yes. this from Sir Robert Winston? <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. And we've also got a black velvet wall scroll displaying a colourful, glittery peacock. Oh. These we have loved. Mm. Yeah, I bet they collected the bits, didn't they, those? Can you oh, imagine yeah. it? And Luckily, I don't want to end this. Oh, go on. I don't want to end this section without reffing uh, the very wonderful uh, Dame Joan Bakewell who has contributed Flying Ducks, the classic. Oh, oh. wow. Mm. Very classic. Yeah, we've, we've, we've email exchanged this very week. But, yeah, the fly we never had those. I'm, I, I associate those so much with the Ogdens <laughs> in yes. Coronation yes. Street. I'd almost forgotten that people really had them, but they... Yeah. 
They did, didn't they? Oh, we had the middle class version, which was the flying Maggie Thatcher's ironic ones. Did so, you? Yes, we did, of course. We'd have Thank the pincushion, various pincushion things, but not hidden away in a, in a sewing <laughs> chest, but on a, on a mantelpiece, often <laughs> like a tortoise, a tortoise <laughs> with some sort of velvet implant back. <laughs> That had got um, pins in. Ne- rarely like the obvious um, porcupine or something that you might want to go for. Yeah. But um, or maybe what would be great is the Japanese um, in the Akira Kurosawa movie Ooh, Throne yeah. of Blood to go mm. with the Macbeth figure. I would <laughs> yes. love a pincushion made of that. <laughs> he dies with all these. Um, are they swords or arrows? I can't remember. Or, or maybe a Saint Sebastian pincushion. Are they I'm swords now, or arrows in gone to a film? We've never gone to ornaments I'd like to have existed. <laughs> and, and not the, in Hellraiser. The felt Saint Sebastian pincushion. <laughs> Hellraiser would be another one, but I feel, I'd, I'd feel a need for neatness there that I wouldn't be prepared to commit to. <laughs> you can't go haphazard on the Hellraiser's uh, pins. Uh, uh, by the way, um, I, we said this at the beginning of the show, but I realise um, people don't always listen to the whole thing. I know, I know, um, but we're, we're not live, so don't um, don't text in the stuff that we're reading out live is from uh, Twitter. Um, yes. Of course, if you if you have texted in, you will have had to have paid, and to me, that's fitting punishment for not listening from the very beginning. <laughs> but I mean, we're all we're all different. And you might feel that's over strict. <laughs> what else is uh, what else is going on? Well, well, there's um, there's a bit of literary news that might have caught your eye. Always good. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't get anything on poetry news update. I know you two are both uh, published writers, but um, mm-hmm. joining your group and with a what I think I I can fairly call a mega deal is. Um, we don't want PE to hear about teacher, that. PE teacher to the nation, Joe Wicks, has apparently, and I'm, I'm going to use some tabloid ease here, he's inked a million-pound deal. Oh, he's inked a million-pound book deal. What? Mm. A, a lot, million isn't it? pounds? It is a lot, but I can Dr. tell Evil. you, I think, <laughs> I think I know why he got that bigger deal. It's because he's a personal trainer, so every time they offered him a deal, he said, give me 20 more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. He just worked that. his way up to a millionaire. <laughs> it's a very uh, Alan Cochran joke. You see, I wouldn't have known. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know they did that. No, I Thanks. didn't. Um, well, do you know I, what he's worth, Joe Wicks, boys, by the way? To me, Ooh. he's worth the world. Well, I found this go. out and I was absolutely staggered. 14 million. What? I'm not, I'm not even thing, joking. There is an internet tradition, I've found, that if you look up any celebrity, <laughs> it says net worth is one of yes. the things you get Why does offered. it say net worth? It's I mean, so weird. Yeah, don't, don't reduce these people. I've got to say, I do the Joe Wicks workout with my mm. partner and our child every weekday morning. It started yes. in lockdown and uh, we just... Uh, we do it a day late so we can do it an hour earlier, if that makes any sense. So we don't actually yeah. do it live. And um, I think he's a very, very lovable character, Joe Wicks. And I'll tell you what's a very rare thing is good-looking people who do not have the manner of good-looking people. Yeah. It's mm. very unusual, that, because mm. very, very handsome or very beautiful people are often psychologically marred forever um, <laughs> and, and not great company. Um, I'm talking about the beautiful now, not the, you know, not the OK. Um, but it is, he's, um, he's, he's very foolish in the best possible way. There was a great thing. He, was, he went into hospital. Um, he had some, his arm went septic and he had to... Um, he had to miss a day or something like that, and it was quite a big deal. And paparazzi were waiting for him outside. And a lot of people, you'd think he, you'd, you might feel that he's part of the whole sort of reality TV thing, but he's a bit 
different from that. So when he left, he did this really weird comedy walk all the way to his car <laughs> and completely ruined. It was just him like fooling around. And I think beautiful people don't normally do things no. like that. No, so um, I have really grown to, um, to love him over the last 12 years. I'll tell you something, he's made me a much fitter man than I was at the Has beginning he? of lockdown. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to call myself a Wixian. I'm a Wixian. I am a oh. Wixian. Simple as that. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We are um, on with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, of course. Um, we, we are not live, so please don't text the show. But you can follow us um, at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. We were we were midweeks, I think, and we were talking about Joe. Remind me of this again. Joe Wicks has got a book deal because he's yeah. had he's he's a published author. Mm. Because one of the things he does on his um, on his uh, morning workouts is he has a spot the difference competition in which he puts different things on his shelves. Yes. Um, None of the working class ornaments we've discussed, I might say. Oh, so but far. he does he does things like award he puts his awards out. Stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> and um yeah, he's um he's obviously had fitness videos galore and stuff, but also oh. he's got like a range of kitchenware. Yeah. And uh, cookbooks he's got. He's and got I noticed I've been eyeing the podcast charts regularly just lately, and I noticed mm. that he had a podcast about weaning children. Oh. Weaning, he's doing. Oh, he called it well, wean in instead of lean in, did he? I believe. Yes, I he think, did. Yes, I think nice some pun. of his books are about um, fifteen-second workouts or fifteen minutes a day. He seems to quite like the number fifteen. Oh, so okay. Fifteen, fifteen something wean makes sense if it's a Do pun you think on he's, lean. He's got that um, Madonna Kabbalah thing of numerology. <laughs> Maybe. Something like that going on. Yeah, maybe you just got a lucky number thing. That was always my favourite moment on Love Island when someone said in all seriousness, one of the contestants said, what's your favourite number? <laughs> and someone said 11, quite seriously answered this, and she went, oh, my God, that's my favourite number. I love 11. Yeah, that so there is, you go. Uh, that's different, isn't it? What has <laughs> happened to lucky numbers? <laughs> if they, that's gone, Aston. I don't know if people have those anymore. The idea of having a favourite number, I think that's very yeah. strange, isn't Even it? Even favourite colour was always pushing it, but that used to be a regular question in, like, teen magazines and mm -hmm. stuff. Favourite yeah. colour. I've, I've got a good one, Frank. Favourite every week. Oh. Oh, yeah. I but don't people like that. Would go, People would go weekend, I suppose. Yeah. Would they go, thank God it's Friday, and then we'd have to no, defriend them? Of course. Them. Yeah. Of course. Here's a question for you. you uh, I'll, I'll let you have uh, one guess each on this. Mm. How tall is Joe Wicks? Okay. Can I go in first, Al? Yeah, sure. Go on. I'm not as familiar with his oeuvre. Um, I'm going to say five, nine. Ooh. Okay. Well. My first short. thought was 5'10". I don't oh, know okay. men's heights. Go on. He's a fabulous specimen, but he's 5'8". Is oh, he? Is, quite, is that quite I short mean, I for thought, a man, is it? Yeah, I thought he'd maybe just got a very long exercise mat. <laughs> but it turns out that he is. Um, he's a sort of a those. travel personal trainer. Right. You could, uh, Possible. Yeah, but I was I was surprised. Do you know any that. of his other so uh, vital well, stats? Do you know what kilograms he no, weighs and stuff like that? It's just a cat <laughs> told Cat bet he knows um, the guns. Cat's <laughs> been reading up on him and uh, oh. she she Fair just history. tried me on this. <laughs> yeah, she just uh, said how tall do you think he is? And I I thought, you know, because he's uh, a, a, an impressive um specimen, I thought like six one or something. I was way out. Mm. Way out. And you're, um, did you call yourself a Wixian, Frank? I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm def definitely, because definitely a Wixian. people who went to Winchester are called Wickhamists, aren't they? Ah, I don't think he went to Winchester. Oh, OK. <laughs> he might have been to Winchester. <laughs> yeah. I seem to remember his wife went to a very good Catholic school, if I remember right. Exactly. I mean, we've really been studying them at home. <laughs> you can, haven't you just? <laughs> she, so what's the book? <laughs> what um, kind of book is it? 
Well, interestingly, it's a bleak dystopian thriller. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bit that surprised us all. It's called the, Wick, the Wixer Man. <laughs> Waiting for Wixo. I'd be oh, wow. <laughs> now, it isn't that, is it? No. You're pulling my leg. I am, yeah. It's as yet untitled, I believe. Because he pulls my leg quite often, but he does it remotely. <laughs> which is fair enough. So we don't know. Is it fiction? I think it's an exercise book. He's doing some children. An exercise book? What, he's just got to draw the lines in? Yeah, that's it. It's a lot of money. <laughs> is he going to do margins? or? I don't know what they would have paid him for a maths exercise book when you have to do the squares. <laughs> well, that would have been two million. We, uh, we were discussing uh, Joe Wicks, the body coach, as he's mm-hmm. known, mm-hmm. as um, he's, he's writing a, a book. I say he's written a few books. I mean, the thing is now, I think there's a, a, a list of things that people do. Uh, kids' books is yeah. one thing that seems to be like everyone. Can I say, and this is no reflection, I, I know I have friends who have written some marvellous kids' books, but it is a thing that people like, you know, personal trainers might get asked to do. Yeah. And then uh, people are also, it also seems to be a perfectly standard skill that everyone has, is to make the technical decisions um, in the assembly of a, of a fragrance, <laughs> which I always used to think. <laughs> I thought there were people... Like who were called noses, who were—I mean, there were one in a million type people who could do this. But now it yeah. turns like you know, any old uh, any old character. And the other one, incredibly as well, something I also—I remember many uh, years ago going to the, the Victoria and Albert Museum mm. to see a Vivian Westwood exhibition, and it was like a proper art exhibition. It was—I mean, nothing of fashion, but it was remarkable. But. Um, I think a fashion designer now, that seems to be the other thing that um, yes. anyone can get a job doing that. So mm. um, I suppose this is a sort of a democratisation of, um, of uh, skill that we should all celebrate. Yeah. Well, but, except um, if uh, people start wanting to be uh, surgeons. I mean, that well, would I think concern that me. Point. That, that, could be, that could be next if they've got a good hand. <laughs> Imagine um, if it said. Imagine if there was a news story saying Frank Skinner is to try his hand at open heart surgery. I would love well, that. Joe Wicks, I think. I, I don't know. But the trouble is with Joe. I don't. I don't want my surgeon on a step ladder. No. <laughs> that seems to. Uh... <laughs> but so now it's it's a, a novel, a cookbooks, yes. kitchenware, yeah, um, fitness DVDs. An iPod on weaning, which I think is also going to become a book on uh, weaning. I mean, I love him, but speaking for myself, I can't get arrested at the moment. This bloke, <laughs> he's an industry. He he's is. a sort of renaissance yeah, really man. I know. Oh, well, God bless him. As I say, yeah. he's, uh, he's done me It'll good. He's brought, well. our fa- he's brought our family together. And you get 10 years. That's what they say, isn't it? You get 10 years. 10 years. Well, being white hot, mercury hot, and oh, then no. um, it's all a bit downhill, and then you can come back again. Good luck. Okay, yeah. Of course, there are many people in the British radio who got their ten years and then got ten years. <laughs> so uh, it's a saying which has, uh, has developed some sort of an echo. Yeah. By that comparison, you're doing great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still at large. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I can speak for the rest of this link, but we'll give it a go. Um... <laughs> anyway, I, I, I look forward to that uh, book. We, we still haven't really established what it was. I really hope it it's is about, a dystopian novel. It's about novel. getting the nation healthy. I no, saw this... a comment and it said something like, Joe Wicks is a, a popular figure and getting the mm. nation healthy is a big deal and books play a crucial part. And then it said in the small print, the actual book will weigh 30 kilograms. So... Oh, Frank, the, the thing is they don't <laughs> quite know what it's about yet. Here's the thing. Okay. They've just did given him say... the deal, I'm did sure. Did he say books are a big part of getting people fit? Yeah. Yes, he did. And I have to say... counterintuitive, isn't it? <laughs> he said... He did say that, Al. He said um, that was... Because he'd also been not... There's a strange story saying he'd been nominated for an OBE. It doesn't work yeah. like that, Wicks. Oh, no, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But you can't get nominated by someone. I can't say I want 
Alan Cochrane to have an OBE. You have to I've get been awarded ba- I've one. been badgering the royal family about this. <laughs> <laughs> the trouble is my main contact is um, persona non gratis at the moment. That's slowed that's slow, that's slow down the process. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, what what else is happening in the world? I've sort of I've I've lost touch, generally speaking. Hmm. Well, we've been talking a lot about language this morning, which I've rather enjoyed. But there was something I came across this week, which was news of the most commonly misspelled word in Britain. Do you know mm. what that is? Can I pull you up there before you tell Oh, us? UK. Even, um, I would normally say misspelt mm. and oh, spell okay, it. yeah. And spell it with a T at the end. Would you say misspelled? Well, I'm, you know what, I would, I would defer to you on this because you're oh, don't quite good on your me. old school No, grammar. I wouldn't. I would have said misspelled. Oh. Okay. Remember, for the first 25 years of my life, I used to say chimbly, <laughs> those things that smoke come out of. So I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't no, listen, uh, defer to me. Here's how it is. Pronunciation, forget about it. With, as yeah. far as you're concerned, but mm. with regards to um, spelling, grammar, anything like that, I'm I I would go with you. So well, I'll say misspelt words in Britain. Okay, and sounds like bread. It, was... <laughs> <laughs> it bread. sounds like if if bre- if the bread companies had a beauty contest, mm. there could be a person <laughs> who was misspelt. <laughs> If you remember, you used to in a time when um, before beauty contests became um, uh, PC. Oh yeah, well yeah. now they didn't become PC. I like PC they, they or Jim rejected. Davidson. They were rejected. PC brigade. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, them women's libbers, they spoiled it. Um, but you, you didn't, guys. People... Can you hear that? No. What is it? Oh, it's my doorbell. It's the visitor oh, from Paul. What Mike's am I going to do? all right. My, my doorbell went last week. Yeah, but only well, I can answer, answer it. it. Me and Al will okay. keep talking. Okay, I'll leave you to it. Excuse me. Okay. Thank you. So if you, had to, if you had to have a guess who it was, Al, what oh, would I you think say? I, I think it's probably a fresh fruit and vegetables box. What do you reckon? Oh, I think it's dry cleaning. Oh, I think one night a week, um, Emily wears an elaborate ball gown around the house, just for psychological reasons. Well, and I think I, 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 I heard the rustle of very, very thin polythene, which hello. can only say dry cleaning and car service. Hola. Who I'm was back, it, by the way? Now. Well, do you know what was odd? There was a, I'm not lying, there was a single red carnation outside... <laughs> My front path after the doorbell rung. That is lovely. That's all that was out there. No, and then no I realised. Then I realised it had just fallen off a bush, and oh. it was a man with a, a package for me. Thank you. Uh, I That's thought you were going to say someone had been hit by a car <laughs> and actually hurled over into your garden, <laughs> and you saw the flower, the buttonhole that had fell out. The when you looked to your left, there they were as a sort of broken figure on your lawn. <laughs> Um, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't turn out. (laughs) So what are the most misspelled um, words? Well, have you already covered separate is the most misspelled? The word separate. Presumably because people put an E instead of an A. Is that right? Yes. I see. But they said it was from Google searches. They said it was like 92,000 Google searches of the word separate. Is it separate or separate? I just well, thought this is great news for the UK divorce lawyers. That was my main thought. <laughs> <laughs> or it might be uh, the Joe Wicks generation you know, who are just drinking half a dozen egg yolks <laughs> yeah. every morning. That is another possibility, of course. Or there's a lot of dogs having um, physical relations in people's gardens and they're looking up the best way to, uh, to deal with it. I find it um, interesting that uh, the red tops are running articles about the most misspelt <laughs> words and stuff. It, it doesn't seem so long ago, does it? Uh, maybe it's before your time, but I remember when 
The teaching profession regarded spelling as a bit of a bourgeois construct. And it was the idea was that children should be allowed to express themselves and we shouldn't, you know, teachers would say this sort of stuff. It's not about rules and regulations and about, you know, discipline. It's about expression and, 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 and the school's on fire. Can I just say the school's on fire? <laughs> it was sort of, it was like that. And you used to see, I remember uh, going to a school, I forget for some reason there was a play or something on, and on the wall there was kids' essays that were just, Miss completely misspelled, and uh, and we asked someone about it, and the teacher said, oh, no, we we don't worry about that. It's all about just you know speaking from the heart." But it seems mm. that that has uh, that has changed. Oh mm. no, I think it's still Do like people... that in schools, but I think the tabloids probably want the spellings to be better, which is weird given the state of their websites. Often, <laughs> yes. Well, I um, it's hard, isn't it? We've sort of gone back to the. The, the sort of early 20th century when I, yeah. I would say most communication now is written yes. yeah wouldn't you? good point uh, yes and that it's a time when you sort of think that people uh don't do much writing but it's nearly all do they actually i I'm, i genuinely don't know this you know how you would get like like uh, i've got i don't know the collected letters of samuel johnson and stuff like that do, do you get Relatable material. <laughs> no, but I mean, could you? I, that was just a, a par example. Yeah. But I mean, could you go and buy a book of sort of on? Could you get like the selected Snapchats of Alexa Chong <laughs> <laughs> in hardback? Is that, do, do you know? Are the, could you get the collected emails of? of can you buy didn't, that? Didn't Kim Kardashian do a book which was based on her Instagram posts? I appreciate that's visual rather than written, mm. but still, it's it's just it is essentially just a collection of your social media activity. Yeah. Presumably, form. and people who say interesting uh, things and write interesting things to their friends now by email that would have done mm. it by letter, it's just as legitimate to, to to publish a collection of those as it would be letters. But, but I yet. can't think of ever seeing. I've never seen the collected emails of from Wicks. who's a well-known <laughs> into Stephen Fry. Uh -huh. Yes, I mean, surely the collected emails of Stephen Fry would be a popular seller. Mm. <sighs> yes. Well, I suppose they. Um, <laughs> it's interesting though because they did say Frank. You know, on, we should say actually other words that people on this commonly misspelt list. Misspelt. I do. By the way, I do love misspelt. That reminded me of when they used to do National Prune Week, and there'd be <laughs> someone from Coronation Street posing in hot oh, pants. Oh yeah. Next or, to or, some or, or dressed as a prune on a really, <laughs> yeah. if they'd really thrown money at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they were the other words are, were questionnaire, um, mm. as also. I mean, I hope this is okay to mention this word. It is a gross word. I do apologise, but I can't help it. It's uh, it's diarrhea. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, that is a tough one to spell. Though. <laughs> it tough is. One, a tough one to have. You can see why it often gets abbreviated. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I shouldn't, but you know what it's like? When I was, I was telling my son recently, see, um, he got a, a scab on his arm and I said, oh God, a, a good scab like that would keep me going three or four days on the picking <laughs> front. Mm. Uh, they don't do it now, the children. Um, but um, not that I've seen. I wouldn't mind going back just for one last hurrah <laughs> to the uh, working class ornaments. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff that we've them. had from the, the our WCO. Reader, so It's one of my favourite ever. Yeah. Well, we might Matthew... even carry this over another week. Go on. <laughs> another week? The whole show's going to be themed around it. Matthew Rigby what? has mackerel ashtray. Anyone familiar with that? More, a lot of ashtrays here. And I've seen that. We've got um, Pablo. Oh. Pablo has suggested, um, he's talking about China ornaments. His favourites were urchin on bench, see also homeless man with dog. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'd forgotten those. Yeah, the homeless actually were quite a popular Capi de Monte oh, theme. 
Um, different quite times, romantically it? It, was, it was different times, yeah. The, <laughs> old, the of... odd thing is that they arrived in a cardboard box, of course. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh. Um, yes, it is different times. But it was meant affectionately, I, I think. It was, yes. it was a, quite a romantic thing then, um, uh, the, the, what was then called the Tramp, of course. It's sort Should of the move traveller. on? What else? It's yes. Sir Arthur Pewty says uh, cottage teapots. Anyone remember those? Yes. Are you oh, familiar with yes. those? Definitely. I, I remember people that had old collections of teapots of various mm -hmm. uh, things, but the cottage was uh, tremendously popular. People used to and have those tiny sort of towns, like sort of small houses that they'd have all gathered together. You know, do you remember those? Yes, yes, I do remember that. It was... Um, there were also... Um, sorry, I'm just reading something here. Joe Clark. Do you remember these guys? Those lamps with the hanging beads for a shade that old women used to win at the bingo. Anyone familiar yes. with those? Yes, they were very... I think of them very much as fortune teller lamps. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they had that kind of Madame, Madame Rosa uh, kind of thing. The thing that um, working class... Speaking of the working class in the, in the past, working class women in those days very often um, would go and see a local uh, clairvoyant. Oh, yeah. Um, Is that I right? mean, just like a woman. I don't mean like a woman who in a booth. I mean, just... Mavis from uh, number thirty-seven, who had um, who had the, uh, the the whatever it was they have the third eye or something the power mm. uh, yeah, and they would go and uh, I, I never remember any men doing it but yeah middle-aged working-class women would go and find out their futures which I mean mm. I could have told them at the time <laughs> it was going to be drudgery and very little affection. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't have charged them for it. But you know, no, mm. they, they wanted they wanted something a bit more exotic. It was it was like a <laughs> gathering of the women of the tribe to talk about the future. Very. I wonder yeah. if that still goes on. <laughs> We've also got just a couple more. I'd like to um, share with you: Guinness two cans and a Johnny Walker jug, a Bell's whiskey bell. Getting an insight into your house, Mary Roberts, and uh, baby sham glasses in my oh, late yes. mother-in-law's cabinet. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever saw a whiskey bottle with whiskey and it only ever had small change <laughs> yes, in people's hands. And also in the times in pubs when people would push over a tower of pennies and catch it in a blanket, <laughs> they'd have like a local newscaster would come. Anyway, look, we can't go. We could just talk like this all day. What's going on? Um, thank God. Congratulations, everyone, for not using the word spangles. Thank you so much for listening us, to us today. You know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, be alert. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.